At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Shaking going on right here in the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, wrapping up Week Nine in the NFL. And while we were off there, off the air there at the break, our producer Dan Miller and James Salinas both in a real sweat for the Sunday night football game. James has under 53 and a half, and Dan has over 53. So opposite sides of the fence, and uh, I guess you guys are sweating it out a little bit there, huh, James? This one getting tight. Uh, the in-game number. Number is 50 and a half. So right now the it, the game is on an under pace, Mr. Salinas. Well, and it, I think for both of us, it's not just one bet. I'm not typically one that does parlays. It's I'm more so of a, a bigger straight bet player. But I, I shared with you guys the ticket that I have rolling on this one, and I made that bet after my survivor went south with the Saints, and I'm feeling like, all right, we've got I've got to go through four hours, basically three and a half, four hours before our show goes, and we got more games going on. I need to distract myself from reliving how the up and down, just <laughs> all the emotions that went with that Saints. So let me just bet. All the games on the board, I did a little alternate parlay, parlay with each of those three and coupled it with this under tonight with this Tennessee game, and they're all there. So kind of the same thing with our producer, Dan Miller. He's got the last leg of a, of a significant parlay for himself, but he's on the other side. He's going over at 53 while I'm going under at 53 and a half. So normally with just one game, not so much of a sweat, but with the way my day went today, and it's a pretty significant payout for me with this parlay. I need something good to happen and just put the, the demons of Survivor and the New Orleans Saints game behind me. And Mr. Miller, by the way, trying to close out the final leg of a six-team parlay. So uh, that uh, certainly is significant, very much so, Mr. Salinas. Um, the Tennessee Titans, by the way, at the half, lead the Los Angeles Rams 21-3. to uh, The live line is 9.5 in favor of Tennessee. As I mentioned, the live total is 50.5. We talked about just the halftime line, James. 26.5 is your uh, second half total, and the Rams... Rams minus eight is the side in the second half. Uh, would you want to take the eight or lay it with uh, Los Angeles? 
Yeah, that's so tough right now. I, I got to step outside of where I'm at. For me right now, I've got such a large position on the center. I'm not getting involved any which way. But thinking about how this game has played out, there really hasn't been a whole lot of offense. The best offense has been the defensive side for the Tennessee Titans. Yes, they had a pick six that came after that. That really preceded a, a horrible decision by Matthew Stafford in the end zone to spin around trying to avoid a sack and throw another interception which led to an easy Titans touchdown inside the five. So it's not like the Titans have been moving the football very much. They, Tannehill's 12 out of 16, but just 76 yards. He does have a pick as well. They've run the ball 13 times for 29 yards, so less than th less than 100 yards of offense for the Titans, who have 21 points on the board. Say the same thing about the Rams. Matthew Stafford, he's been getting banged up. He's already been sacked four times, those two interceptions. Like we've mentioned, he's dropped back 16 times, completed nine passes for only 62 yards. So not a lot, or, yeah, not a lot of offense coming out of either of these teams. But I think for the Rams, they're going to have to – they are who they are, right? It's more of a finesse offensive type of team. They're going to try to spread the, the the field out and throw the football, and they're going to have to because they're down these three scores. But what we're seeing out of Tennessee is the fact that they are being physical with those wide receivers. And we know they for, for the Rams, they try to hide Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. They're not big receivers. You They don't want to be physical and get jammed at the line of scrimmage. Completely the opposite type of receivers that the Tennessee Titans have when you're talking about A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, big, strong receivers. Receivers, you want to press them, they're going to throw off those little DBs. Well, that's what we're seeing here with the with the Rams. Tennessee's being very physical up front, not only at the line of scrimmage, but with those receivers. So what are we going to see adjustments from the Rams here? Got to make some adjustments in pass protection, but they've got to find ways to be able to get Cooper Cup and, and Woods and more involved in the offense, free them up off the line of scrimmage, maybe some more bunch sets to, to free them up and, and a lot of those, those in-breaking crossers that they like to run. We're going to see here, but I'm not going to get involved in this. If I was, I'd probably be leaning towards the under because I like the physicality that we've seen the first 30 minutes out of the Tennessee Titans. Well, the defense is going to have to step up here immediately for the Los Angeles Rams as they unfortunately have to kick off to Tennessee to start the second half. Tennessee will start at their own 25-yard line as that kickoff goes through the end zone there. So Rams going on defense first. They've got to get a stop, currently trailing by 18 points. James, earlier today, the Las Vegas Raiders, they had won two straight coming off of a bye week, and they were in the Big Apple to face the New York Giants just across the Hudson River here. Derek Carr had two interceptions in this game. We really haven't seen him turn the ball over, especially as of late where the Raiders have had success during that two-game winning streak. But he turned the ball over twice in this game, including a pick six. But with less than two minutes left in regulation, Las Vegas was in the red zone, trailing this game by seven. They turn it over for a third time. They just really look sloppy in this game. The Giants end up getting the win. They were a three-point underdog in this game. Some shops closed at two and a half but they win this one outright 23 to 16 the giants now 3 and 6 on the season and the raiders fall to 5 and 3 we were talking about you know the raiders and their ability to bounce back after the john gruden situation we wondered if it was going to be if they were going to be able to repeat that with the henry rugg situation that they experienced earlier this week in las vegas and maybe that was just too much to overcome yeah, I, I mean, I, th I think the focus was there for the Raiders. It, it just really came down to the fact that Derek Carr played a poor game. You mentioned the interceptions, the, the strip sack fumble that pretty much closed out the game for the Raiders. He also missed some throws. There was what they were, I don't remember what the situation was, where the score was in that first half. Darren Waller coming over on third down. Maybe it was gold to go, maybe somewhere around the 10-yard line. Waller wide open in the middle of the end zone, and Derek Carr airmails the ball. That was an easy touchdown pitch and catch, and he threw, he threw it up into the stands. Just a, a really poor performance all the way around from Derek Carr. Got tagged a few times. There was some pressure coming from the Giants, but it wasn't like the Giants were doing anything offensively. Daniel Jones, he had a good completion percentage. He went 75% completions, 15 out of 20, for only 110 yards. So it wasn't like the Giants were moving the football up and down the field, getting this big big lead, and the Raiders have to, to force the ball and get themselves back into the game. But again, the lack of balance in the NFL shows its head here in this Raiders game. They put it all on Derek Carr to be able to go win the game, throwing the football here. Josh Jacobs only had 13. 
13 carries today. Kenyon Drake had four. The rest was all on Derek Carr, 46 pass attempts. He completed 30 of those. They did very well in between the 20s. It was when they got down into the red zone, some poor decisions out of Carr and really some inaccurate throws. And Derek Carr owned it. And that's what he does as leadership. You talk about accountability in the locker room. It starts with yourself holding yourself accountable for your performance and your focus. I think the focus was there for the Raiders. It was just the execution and the performance. And it, unfortunately for Derek Carr, it falls squarely on his shoulders. Not a good game for Derek Carr, and he said that much afterwards. We moved the football. We did what we wanted to do, but it falls on me. I got to protect the football, and I had a bad game. He owned it as the leader of the team, but it's one thing to to, to show some show the accountability for your poor performance, but they pay you to make plays. You got to make plays. The plays were there to be made. Didn't happen for the Raiders. Bad game all the way around for for Las Vegas offensively, starting with Derek Carr. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, they were pretty much trading punches with the Giants for most of the game. I didn't think they looked awful at all. You're right. They struggled when they got down into the red zone. Um, but uh, maybe, you know, the focus was just fine. I, I really don't, I can't put my finger on what the reason was, but absolutely Derek Carr struggled in the red zone. Obviously the turnovers. I mean, anytime you lose the turnover battle like that, it's very difficult to win a game in the NFL. Now, coming up next week, Las Vegas will return home to face the Kansas City Chiefs. This this will be Sunday night football. The Raiders were originally made a seven and a half point underdog in this game over the summer. That will likely change. Now the New York Giants, they will take a bye week, but I think that is a very interesting game next Sunday night, James. And of course, we'll be covering that on Sunday's edition of the Pro Football Blitz with the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. And just off of what I saw today, um, I, I don't know what I'm going to make this line, but I would be looking towards the Raiders. I am still not impressed with Kansas City, even though they are off of a win. We know the issues for def for the defensive side with the Kansas City Chiefs and Kevin Love or Jordan Love wasn't able to exploit that today as is taking his first start for Green Bay in place of Aaron Rodgers getting that late score. But Kansas City didn't do anything offensively today. Again, 13 points today, nothing in the second half. They scored 20 points at home on Monday night against the Giants and put up three points th two weeks ago at Tennessee in that really ugly loss, 27-3. to I'm with you, Brady. Yeah, I'm I'm not really good at being able to, to make numbers. I let I let you guys, the smart guys there, and the, and the bookmakers put those out there, and I'll decide whether I want to bet into it or not. But to me, yeah, right now, there's nothing about Kansas City outside of playing at home in Arrowhead, which is always advantageous, especially on a Sunday night game. Uh, there's nothing about Kansas City on either side of the football that says I want to bet them as a favorite at this point. Very interesting division, the AFC West, how it stacks up right now. You've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos both at 5-4. and four. We were talking about the AFC North, not a single team in that division at or below 500. Same thing here in the AFC West. The Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Tar uh, Chargers are tied atop the division, both at 5-3. and three. Do you have a favorite who eventually emerges from the AFC West, James? No, I don't. Uh, flip a coin, throw a dart. I don't know. Can we parlay all this? I don't really know where to go with this. I mean, the Chargers <laughs> able to come back in this in the second half and, and beat a bad Philadelphia Eagles team on the road. And Herbert corrected himself. Didn't have a great first half. Was able to to make some plays in the fourth quarter to win that football game. Right now, the Raiders. Uh, you know, Derek Carr. It all it all swings with Derek Carr. He's had some sensational games this year, and then he has such the bad performance, like we saw against the New York Giants, the Chiefs defense. To, I don't want to trust that defense. And now with the Denver Broncos, how do they respond back? Great performance out of the Denver Broncos. I think of all the teams today, that was probably the most dominant performance we saw in the NFL was Denver going on the road to go beat the Dallas Cowboys in Big D. Uh, this is a tough division to call right now. No, I can't make a, I can't make a prediction. I have no idea who's going to win this AFC West. Yeah, and Denver, you talk about that performance today. They are currently the biggest long shot to win the AFC West division. The Los Angeles Chargers are the favorite at plus 130. The Kansas City Chiefs are the second shot at plus 160. And the Raiders, better than 5-1 to one at plus 550. That's an interesting number right there. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Stick with us on the Pro Football Blitz at v -SIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back in. The Los Angeles Rams have a little something going here with about 10 and a half minutes left in the second half. Still trailing the Tennessee Titans 21-3. They're aided there by a penalty on the defense of Tennessee for 12 men on the field. So the drive continues for Matthew Stafford and company. And currently my live line has been taken down. Tennessee at last look was favored by 8.5 points in this game. Again, 10 and a half minutes left in the third quarter here between the Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams. James, I hate to bring this up, but uh, off of that victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we thought maybe the Saints would be catching a little bit of a flat spot, and uh, boy, I'll say they did. The Atlanta Falcons came in and absolutely just were inspired in this game. It looked like, I mean, all of a sudden this team that has been basically pretty bad all season long came in and I thought put on their best performance of the season. However, the Saints got a punt return, a big punt return late in the game with about three minutes left trailing by five points Kenny Stills gets into the end zone the two-point attempt fails but New Orleans has their first lead of the game 25-24 with about a minute left and then we saw Matt Ryan do it again it was Kyle Pitts that he found in their last victory down the field in the final seconds of the game here with about 60 seconds he finds Cordell Patterson for a 64-yard passing play Atlanta kicks a field goal and pulls off the upset the out right upset in New Orleans 27-25 your final I am sorry for you my friend I know this takes you and another 121 people out of Circa Survivor yeah I was these scheduling spots there and feeling like where New Orleans clearly not focused in this game they fell behind they were down 10 nothing at the half and we talked about that yesterday I didn't love the scheduling spot here but felt like there was enough there was enough leadership in that locker room to where if they were flat in that first half to be able to right themselves, especially playing at home and playing the team that they were playing with, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, to be able to get themselves back into the game if they fell behind, which they did, but it did it really took them until the fourth quarter. They didn't wake up until that fourth quarter. They were down, what was it, 24-6 to six with about 10 minutes to go, and then that's when they finally decided to, to start to press the, the, the football down the field. There were some drop passes in that first half, some lack of concentration that really hurt Simeon. Simeon did not play a bad football game today, but I think from the standpoint of, of this defense, the defense couldn't get off the field. They gave up a number of third-down conversions in that game, especially early in that first half to sustain sustain some drives for the Falcons and yeah you got to play for 60 minutes and again the New Orleans Saints I, I'm going to be thinking about this for the all the offseason for the survivor where I lost on them against the Giants earlier in the season with 
some of my selections going down up 21 to 10 in that third or that fourth quarter. Couldn't finish the game. Lost in overtime. And then here, yes, they score with a minute to go. And I was almost hoping that he wouldn't score. He got the first down inside the one. Good. Get him inside the one. You can kill the clock and just finish off the game. Don't give any more time on that side for Atlanta. Uh, we've seen New Orleans do this in the past. Can't finish and close out games. Almost had some uh, <laughs> kind of reminded me of that Vikings playoff a long time ago. I know the stakes were much higher for the New Orleans Saints in that game where they couldn't stop, gave up that big play over the top. But yeah, single coverage out there with a small corner against your tallest receiver out there with quarter Patterson and perfect pass from Matt Ryan. Stood tough in the pocket under pressure because they did bring it, did the Saints. Huge game for Matt Ryan today, especially under duress. Veteran quarterback. He's had so many up and down games so far this season, but massive game, huge game for Matt Ryan. No turnovers staying in the face because they got a lot of pressure on him in that second half and on that big play. Credit to Matt Ryan, the veteran that he is. He was Matty Ice today in that fourth quarter. No doubt about it. That, that was one of his best passes of the game. That 64-yard strike to Cordero Patterson uh, that won the game for the Atlanta Falcons. And you're exactly right. He had a ton of pressure in his face. I mean, it looked like he was going to be sacked. He was able to get the ball away. And then just out of the outstretched arms of the defensive back on the play and into the arms of Patterson. Boy, that, that was absolutely the backbreaker for the New Orleans Saints. And obviously, the New Orleans Saints, unfortunately, you're real bugaboo this year, dropping a couple of different times. And you and I, both on the Saints, I lost that game with the New York Giants as well when they had an 11-point lead and seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I guess if you're going to ever be on the Saints again, James, make sure I'm not because when we're both loaded up on New Orleans, uh, it doesn't go well. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons will travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys in Week 10. That'll be an interesting contest there. Uh, you know, James, you and I were previewing this game, and Atlanta just looks like a soft team, uh, and we talked about the physicality of the New Orleans defense. I, I thought that was there. Like you said, they allowed a lot of third downs to convert, but they were definitely getting after it like they do week in and week out. But the Atlanta defense was a huge surprise. Like you say, the Saints only had six points going into the, into the late in the fourth quarter. And they didn't run the ball. So many times again, throwing the football, throw the football, throw the football. The, I thought that for this phys the physical nature of the New Orleans Saints is we're going to wear you down over the course of four quarters. It starts with the running game. Kamara had 13 carries for 50 yards, nine carries for Ingram for 43, but he had 41 attempts out of Trevor Simeon making his first start as a New Orleans Saint. And going up against a, a Falcons defense that has not been able to stop the run this season. Last week, they got run over for 200 yards, 200 yards plus from the Carolina Panthers. Panthers of all teams without Christian McCaffrey pounding the football at Atlanta and that's basically what wore Atlanta down the 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 Carolina Panthers able to win that game where was the running game today where was the focus of, of how you were going to compete what was the game plan going into this matchup was it really going to be Trevor Simeon throwing the football 40 times I know they fell behind in the fourth quarter and had to throw the ball more but didn't see that sense of we're going to establish ourselves at the line of scrimmage offensively and really just beat down this Atlanta Falcons football team up front good job by Atlanta early in that game in that first in that first half to take away any sense of the running game and force Atlanta or force the Saints to have to throw the football more than I think they would like to in that second half but sometimes you got to establish that early and it just didn't feel like the Saints were really Saints just really weren't into that game in that first half hence that's why they were down 10 nothing and ultimately found a way to come back but couldn't finish just like they did against the Giants earlier this season I mentioned Atlanta. The road trip continues for the Falcons as they will head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys in Week 10. The New Orleans Saints will hit the road to face the Titans in Nashville. Tennessee was made a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one over the summer, and that's a very interesting line here. Uh, now, the Titans putting on quite a show in Los Angeles currently. Currently out in front 21-3. to There is a touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford to Tyler Higbee that is currently under review. He may have stepped out of bounds in the back of the end zone there. They've gone to commercial break. We'll see if that ends up being a score for the Los Angeles Rams or not. Uh, but that is certainly an interesting contest. The Titans and the New Orleans Saints, James. Let's say the Titans go on to win this game in Los Angeles tonight. Who do you like better in that matchup? This Saints team that I think you and I both liked or this Tennessee team who maybe we weren't so sure about without Derrick Henry? 
Yeah, I think it's to me it's going to be the Saints. The Saints. This is where they they're going to need to obviously bounce themselves back here. And the strength of that team is shutting down the run. Well, that's not the strength of the Tennessee Titans anymore. Is be able to run the football. And yeah, Matt Ryan threw all over that defense for the New Orleans Saints. But I think defensively, that's where it's going to be won. We're seeing the physical nature of the Tennessee Titans play out on their defensive side here. That's what's going to have to happen. It's going to be a battle of wills. Both teams want to be the more physical team at the point of attack in the trenches on both sides of the football. To me, that's going to be more, not that they're going to be able to run the ball because you don't have Derrick Henry back there, but as far as at least the physical nature of that football going going in, it's going to smell like some old school football, Brady. That's going to be one that I'm going to be intrigued to, to break down as the week progresses and definitely is going to be on one of the bigger screens here at my place watching that game next Sunday. Yeah, we know that you like that old-school physical football. You were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns a couple weeks ago. That one certainly delivered with a low-scoring divisional tilt uh, that lived up to its billing that you were making it uh, into a physical football game, and I agree with you. I mean, we've kind of seen a change in this Tennessee defense, James, in the last couple of weeks. I mean, here they are holding the Los Angeles Rams, who rank in the top half of the league at the top five of the league and maybe even number number one in the league in a number of categories offensively, and here they are holding Los Angeles currently to just three points. Now, another touchdown uh, under review right now, but still, we've got about nine minutes left in the third quarter, and Los Angeles only has three points on the board. This is a Tennessee defense that has basically regressed each year under Mike Vrabel, who, oddly enough, is a defensive guy, and then they start out this year, and they were awful on defense as well, but something's changed in the last couple weeks on that side of the ball for Tennessee see being more physical I think you're being you're seeing that they're being physical up front and that touchdown was taken off the board so the Rams are kicking a field goal here but they're being more physical up front especially against these teams that like to try to spread you out all right our defensive front's going to be able to beat you our four or five will beat your five up front and then we're going to get up there and be physical with your receivers and in this case here with the Rams smaller receivers and, and that's the nature of the game and, and as we see this as the season progresses a lot of times the more physical team on either side of the football they tend to to wear down their opponents it's a long season Brady we know that and uh, finesse doesn't always make it through the entirety of a season. So I think from Tennessee, they're going old school. Mike Vrabel, linebacker that he is, let's be physical at the point of attack and be tougher than our opponent. We have made it to the afternoon slate of games. Three more afternoon games to break down and also the Monday nighter to preview before we get out of here and send it over to the opening line show with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans right here on VSIN. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. Only $99, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, best betting splits for every sport, Point Spread Weekly, our digital publication, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com, as well as the upcoming college hoops betting guide. It's a great deal, only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here inside the Pro Football Blitz and the Tennessee Titans and Los Angeles Rams still 21-6. The Matthew Stafford to Tyler Higby touchdown was called back. He did step out of bounds in the back of the end zone there. They do add the field goal 21-6 and the Rams did just come up with a good stop on defense so they now have the ball back with under six minutes left to go in the third quarter and Tennessee has dropped now. They have been as high as a nine and a half point favorite in the live market. They are now dropped to a five and a half point favorite in the live wagering market and the total is dropping as well. 46 and a half for your live total. Uh, James, let's uh, get started on the recaps of the afternoon schedule. Just three games on the afternoon slate for NFL Sunday in week nine and the money came in early on the Eagles and again late on Sunday morning. The Chargers opened about a three or three and a half point favorite earlier in the week and at close they were down to just a one point favorite and pick them in many spots and, and as far as pick them the, the game really kind of went that way for a while they were just trading punches back and forth on offense were the Chargers and the Eagles it seemed like neither team could stop one another the Eagles end up kicking a field goal right before halftime and they go into the locker room with a 10-7 lead they go they come back in the second half and both teams are going back and forth again 
and it felt like whoever was going to get the ball last, right? Well, that's what happened. The Los Angeles Chargers went on a tremendous drive in the last three minutes of that ball game, and we saw Brandon Staley get aggressive like he does on fourth down. They kick a field goal with just seconds left. 27-24, your final. Chargers are back in the win column. Yeah, thinking about the Chargers, that late money. My late money came in on that parlay with Chargers as part of it is a little alt line that I moved because I wasn't sure which way this was going to go. It felt like a field goal game, and and that's what it ended up being in favor of the Chargers. And teams play the Chargers play to their strength, and their strength is going to be Justin Herbert. We're going to have to throw the football, and he had a great day throwing the ball. 32 out of 38 for 356 yards and two touchdowns, was not sacked. Not a whole lot of pressure on Justin Herbert from that Philadelphia defense compared to what we saw in the confusion that we saw out of Bill Belichick and that New England defense that they put on in Los Angeles in that win for the Patriots on the road. And then on the other side with Philadelphia, I mean, this is good. this is a running team. It's just, it should be what they are. Early in the game, it was throw, throw, throw the football, and then they decided we can run the football at the Chargers just like everybody else has done this season. And Howard started getting involved. Boston Scott got some carries. Hurts had another game, 10 carries and 62 yards. Because really, I think it's it's real clear with Jalen Hurts. It's just a simple – It's it's got to be a, a first read, an easy read for him. And if not, it's got to be – we pretty much see he tucks it and runs. How sustainable is that throughout four quarters for Philadelphia to be able to do that? And then Hurts continuing to have to run the football the way that he does. Not a big quarterback going to continue to take hits. How how long can he sustain his body and stay healthy kind of playing this style of offense? I think for right now, Philadelphia needs to revert more back to handing the football up, more of a running game, being able to open up some play-action pass for Jalen Hurts as opposed to just sitting in that gun and one read and chuck it and run. That's a struggle, and that's what we saw in the second half for Philadelphia. And then defensively, just not being able to get the ball back and not stopping Justin Herbert and that offense, passing offense to finish off the game. So Chargers, it was a really physical game. It was a lot of energy spent in there. I think both these teams are, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to take some time for them to kind of heal up from because it was a very physical nature game. James, we talked about this. We were kind of asking ourselves when we previewed this game, uh, is this, you know, some large money moving this line? Is though, Are those people fading the Chargers off of two straight losses, losing to the Ravens? They go into the bye week. They come out of the bye week. They lose to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Or, or are these some wise guys that really love the Philadelphia Eagles because it's the second straight week that we've seen money come in heavy on the Eagles. And, and really, it's been losing money two weeks in a row now. It lost today against the Chargers and last week when it came in against the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what it is. Do you think maybe it was a fate of the Raiders last week and a fate of the Chargers this week? Or are some people just really in love with this Eagles team, a team that you and I have had a tough time figuring out? Yeah, it's been tough to figure out this Philadelphia team. Just trying to figure out what's the identity. I think we know now what Jalen Hurts is at the quarterback position. Now, it was last week where they were able to, where the Eagles go on the road and just completely annihilate the the Detroit Lions. But, yeah, the week prior to that against those Raiders, the fact that they almost flipped to a favorite there with the Raiders at home. And outside of that first drive, the Raiders dominated that football game. I don't know, Brady. I'm not sure. We look at this Philadelphia Eagles team. I don't like that. I'm not sure even who's playing linebacker for this team. I think you can run the football at these guys and and you can get you can make plays in the middle of the field with the passing game and then with Jalen Hurts is that a quarterback that you you feel like you want to trust with the the lack of pack, passing acumen that he has to to sustain and win a game four quarters I know they did it last week against the Detroit Lions but right now especially playing at home I mean they're 0-4 at home and tight game competitive game and they've been pretty competitive in some of those games although there was some garbage time with that chief scheme getting back into it, and I think maybe Jalen Hurts, he puts up a lot of fun fantasy football numbers in some of those games because they are behind and teams are playing more prevent, but yeah, right now, just thinking where this Eagles offense is and the lack of consistency to to commit to running the football that takes some pressure off Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position, not a team that I'm backing, and I have not been backing. I did back them. I went against them today. I did go against them last week and took the Lions, so I lost on that one, but I was definitely everywhere, every way, which way, and side sideways, upside down with the Raiders in that game a couple weeks back. This is not a team that I'm going to be looking to play with the Philadelphia Eagles until I start to see more more consistency to commit to the running game and help Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. 
Well, you know what they say, James, two out of three ain't bad. So a good move by you going against the Eagles in two out of the last three weeks there for winners. Uh, The Chargers will host Minnesota in week 10. They were made three-point favorites in that one way back in the summer at the Westgate. And Philadelphia travels to Denver right there in your neck of the woods, James. The Denver Broncos were made four-and-a-half-point favorites in that one when those lines first came out in May or June at the Westgate. Determined to get out of their funk, the Kansas City Chiefs, they got on the board early in this contest against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, James. It should have been a 7-6 to six game early, but I think Mason Crosby, apparently he still thought he was uh, playing the Bengals in Cincinnati in that field goal debacle we saw a few weeks back. Green Bay muffs a punt. That was a huge mistake there in the second quarter. Chiefs get it first and goal with two minutes left in the first half, but the Green Bay defense is able to hold Kansas City to just a field goal. They go into halftime leading by 13 points. 13 to nothing was your score at the break, and it looked like the Packers were really up against it here with no Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love at the controls. Green Bay converted its first third down of the game with just under seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Jordan Love does avoid the shutout there with a late touchdown pass. He's a, And then uh, they are able to get inside the number with that score. Uh, but then after that, the Chiefs are able to run out the clock. Kind of a boring game, really. 13-7, your final Kansas City once again back inside the win column. I guess from a, a spectator's standpoint, when you're looking at the points scored, for us that had a, lo- a number of different positions on the Green Bay Packers in this game, not so boring to me. But I felt like I was thinking about just where this was. I, let's just start with the Green Bay defense. I think it was a sensational effort out of Green Bay. Very physical, very aggressive, getting after it. Great tackling to be made for this Green Bay Packers defense in space. We know how quick some of those receivers are and great tackling to be able to get some of these guys down, not breaking tackles. But no yards after catch, not a whole lot of yards after catch for Kansas City. And the fact that not only was Green Bay coming into this game on the defensive side nicked up, they lost. Stokes went down in that first quarter. I know Kenny Clark, who was having a good game in that first half, he left the game. I think it was a back injury in that second quarter. So they were missing more starters there. But excellent game plan for the Packers. A lot of, again, I think we're starting to see this, Brady, where teams are playing more shell coverage. We're going to keep safeties back. We're not going to let you, Mahomes. Take the top off, and we know you get the speed outside to be able to take this top off. We're not going to allow that. We're going to force you to be to to be patient and take what we give you underneath uh, underneath of our our zone coverage. And we're seeing that a lot here. Or if they're playing press man, they're on some of those smaller receivers. Mahomes, 20 completions today for 166 yards, not taking the top off the defense. No points in the second half for Kansas City. Kansas City's offensive struggles continue through three the last three weeks, but unfortunately for Jordan Love, didn't get much help from the play calling of, of LaFleur, who just felt like, let's continue to run a lot of empty sets and four wides to let you take a beating today, because Jordan Love, tough environment to go into, really took a beating from that Kansas City pass rush. Just the 10th loss of Matt LaFleur's young head coaching career. Now 35-10 and 10 is Matt LaFleur as a head coach in the NFL. Uh, I'm with you, James. I was much more impressed with Green Bay in that game. I mean, we learned a little bit about Jordan Love. Maybe he's not ready yet, but uh, I am still not in love with Kansas City, and I thought Green Bay was pretty darn impressive outside of the offensive effort by Jordan Love. We'll come back with the final segment, preview the Monday Nighter one more time right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is VSIN. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with the key NFL props. Go to vcin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vcin.com slash NFL. Brady Cannon and James Salinas here with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. A couple more games to get to here, including the Monday Nighter, the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Chicago Bears. An update on Sunday Night Football. We've made our way to the fourth quarter. The Rams do settle for another field goal. Not going to get it done here, trading field goals for touchdowns with the Tennessee Titans. Now 21-9, to about 13 minutes left in the final frame. In the live market, Tennessee still just a five-and-a-half point favorite. That is down a little bit from where we were not long ago. The total continues to come down as well. 43 and a half currently in the live market. Uh, James, this is interesting. We want to recap, of course, the uh, San Francisco and Arizona Cardinals game that we saw earlier this afternoon. And we talked about this a few times in previewing this game that we have seen so many big line shifts this season due to players and injuries and COVID and all this type of thing where, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, we saw miss a game. The Saints coaching staff miss a game. Then you've got Dak Prescott last week. This week it was Kyler Murray and you see these big huge line moves uh, towards one direction and it always seems like the other direction comes out the winner and sure enough that was the case here again in uh, Santa Clara for the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. The San Francisco 49ers opened up as two and a half point underdogs. They closed as four point favorites and this game really was never in question. Uh, The Cardinals took a 14 nothing lead just in the first quarter. Now Jimmy G did find his old friend George Kittle returned to the lineup. He's been out for a few weeks. They score with 16 seconds left in the first half to make it a 17 to 7 ball game. But then we come out of the break, and it's really just more of the same. Colt McCoy and the Arizona Cardinals really take it to the 49ers. 31 to 17, your final, and they're back on top of the NFC West. Brady, we talked we, when you're thinking about that and and big player like we're talking about Sunday night football, no Derrick Henry. Uh is there what does that mean for the Tennessee Titans? What are they going to look like offensively? But remains to be seen. Really, they haven't done anything offensively here without Derrick Henry. It's been their defense has created the offense for Tennessee tonight. But really, that the fact that all three units, defense, offense, special teams, different players, we're all going to have to pick up our game in the absence of Derrick Henry. Whether it's for uh, for for the season like Derrick Henry is out, or in this case here for, San Fran- for, for Arizona going into San Francisco, Kyler Murley may probably be back next week or maybe miss another game. Not going to be out for the season, along with DeAndre Hopkins, but that's where it just raises the expectation for everybody to pick up your game in place of your teammates. To That's part of being a team. You pick up your teammates, you bring your level of intensity higher, your focus, your execution. And then sometimes I think on the other side of that, the oppose, your, your opponent 
kind of has a little bit of a, a whether it's overconfidence or an emotional letdown just knowing that your key players are not there in this case here for the Arizona Cardinals not having Kyler Murray there at the quarterback position for Arizona and DeAndre Hopkins San Francisco going to this game and it's a young team for the most part this is a young team that they hear that they see that like ah sometimes yeah we got this game we got it wired and ultimately Arizona wanted it more they were tougher on both sides of the football and they got after it when it comes to that defensive front getting into the backfield against Jimmy Garoppolo hammered him repeatedly feel like he was under duress all day I know he had five sacks I don't know how many times he got hurried and hit but it was basically each and every time he had a drop back it seemed like there was no running game today for San Francisco fall behind you know Kyle Shanahan wants to try to establish the running game they fall behind early 14 and up the first quarter they have to scrap that and start going to the passing game uh, that I think that's kind of speaks to both sides of that equation Brady when you see these big line shifts uh, and also so the emotional state of these teams going into that, the team that's missing those key players raises their level of play as opposed to their opponent who tends to feel like they have somewhat of a, either overconfidence or a little bit of an emotional letdown. You know, it's interesting. We've seen Kyle Shanahan do that in the past, James. I think he did it in the Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. All of a sudden, ditched the running game, and they were really just gassing gashing Kansas City. We saw them gash the Green Bay Packers with the running game in the NFC Championship prior to the Super Bowl. And I wonder if he got away from Elijah Mitchell and company a little bit too soon today when they did get in a 14-0 hole because Mitchell had some success on the ground. I mean, he averaged over four yards per carry and had a couple of good runs you know in the neighborhood of 10 15 yards uh, but then like you were talking about earlier he only ended up with eight carries and I, I think that's difficult when you have to shift with San Francisco and put them into a primarily passing game offense uh, because I think the strength of Kyle Shanahan coach teams is the running game and you know did it look that way to you that maybe they got out of that a little too early in this contest Potentially, I just felt like the the physical nature of the game was all on the Arizona side. They just f looked like the hungrier team in place of having Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins out both sides of the football, not just offensively running the football. James Conner had a big day pounding the football. Benjamin got in there and got some carries, being physical at the point of attack against the San Francisco 49ers. But also then that defensive front, we see it when they show up and they want to get after it. They We saw that in week one against the Tennessee Titans and, and just being all over Tannehill stuffing Derrick Henry and taking away that run game and forcing them to have to get into the passing attack and, and really putting pressure on the quarterback. I think that's where this side, too, it was just the more physical physical nature of the game all the way around for the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody says you have no chance. You're not going to be able to win without Kyler Murray out there. They hear that. So does San Francisco. And you got to want to. There's the, 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 to be up there and be able to get the pressure that they did up front with lack of the running game for San Francisco falling behind. But then one last piece to this, too, Brady. We had talked about this, and I know you had liked Arizona. I think you put him in uh, taking the points and, and a teaser potentially with Colt McCoy stepping in there. And we know he's a journeyman, but he's also a veteran quarterback, and he's not somebody that is going to have to, as it helps when you get a 14-point lead. Uh, but He's not somebody that's going to make mistakes. He's seen plenty of defenses. You're not going to confuse a veteran quarterback like Colt McCoy who steps in and stepped in and had a sensational game today. 22 out of 26 throwing the football, 249 yards passing and a touchdown. A great game for Colt McCoy to step in, the veteran presence to be able to step into that Arizona Cardinals offense and lead them to victory today. No doubt about it. He he was fantastic. That's why you sign a guy like that to be your backup quarterback. Uh, really, the weak point of the Arizona Cardinals team, if they have one, is their ability to defend the run. And again, Kyle Shanahan uh, kind of got away from that, it seems, and it turned into a uh, really crucial loss for San Francisco, who now drops to 3-5 and five on the season. Arizona moves to 8-1. and one. The Niners will host the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night football next week. The line over over the summer was made Niners minus three. I imagine that'll be a lot different. The Cardinals return home to host the Carolina Panthers. All right, one more game to look at here, James, and that one is the Monday Nighter coming up in Pittsburgh between the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Chicago Bears. These two teams going in opposite directions right now. Pittsburgh has won three in a row. They're back in the mix in the AFC North. The Chicago Bears have lost three in a row and are really losing ground. The only team they lead is 
in the NFC North is the winless Detroit Lions. We saw the San Francisco 49ers get healthy with a win at Soldier Field last week, and you talked about it in our earlier preview of this game, you know, missing Akeem Hicks recently, Robert Quinn recently, Khalil Mack in that Niner game. I mean, when you're missing those guys on defense, uh, the monsters of the midway, it ain't. And this Bears defense doesn't look great. Uh, Matt Nagy, I think, is uh, a hindrance when he's calling the plays for the young Justin Fields. So this team is a little bit of a mess right now. I wonder if they just show up on Monday night and give Pittsburgh a test. Uh, thinking about where they're at, what Pittsburgh, what we've seen out of Pittsburgh the last three weeks, starting to get that young offensive line, a lot of new pieces up there, starting to get more acclimated to playing together up front, and rookie running back Najee Harris being more comfortable in his role pounding the football. They've committed to running the football the last three weeks. He's averaging 24, 25 carries a game in these last three weeks, almost 100 yards per. And now you're going to face the Chicago Bears defense. You mentioned some of the injuries there. Most likely, they're second and third lead tacklers in Alec Ogletree at the linebacker position and safety Eddie Jackson won't be in this game. They're already shorthanded. They've been giving up a lot of run, a lot of rushing on the last, what, three weeks, I believe. 160 yards average the last three weeks. Now you're going to go into this game without your second and third leading tacklers, most likely. This is going to be an ugly affair. I'd lean Pittsburgh here. It's up to seven out here in Colorado. Yeah, I don't know if I want to lay that seven with the Steelers. Might be more in-game, but right now, looking at where they're at defense and the struggles that we've seen with rookie quarterback Justin Fields stepping into this role with a bad offensive line. This is not a side. It's it's going to be Pittsburgh or nothing for me. I, I'm not going to play the Bears to see, see if they can stay competitive. No play for me on Chicago. All right, James, that is going to do it for us. And uh, I mentioned on Saturday, I've put your name in there in the hopper to have you come out and cover the Sports Betting National Championship with me again next year. I hope we're a part of it. It's been a fantastic weekend. Thank you to the OnView Hotel. Thank you to DraftKings. Uh, great being a part of the Sports Betting National Championship here. Stick with us on VSIN. Next up, it's the opening line show. Start your handicap for week 10 in the NFL with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans right here at VSIN. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and 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 to discuss the numbers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.